to script or not to script? Now, there's a question worth asking and answering. Many of your most important sales and growth conversations probably follow a consistent pattern, but the results might be wildly inconsistent across different people, scenarios, and whether they occur online versus offline. What's the answer? Well, let's talk about that right now. It's a solo episode of the Manage Your Message podcast. Welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast, where professionals come for ideas and inspiration to grow. By talking about their businesses more effectively and getting lots of other people to do the same. Here is your host, consultant, professional speaker, and author, Jim Carr. Come on in and welcome to the Manage Your Message podcast. I'm Jim Carr. I help great professionals and organizations to get the most out of their everyday business conversations, the ones that generate by far the most growth opportunities. I help my clients do that through consulting engagements, advisory work, training, and professional speaking. You can read or hear more about that in my book, The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. Of course, you can also find out more and see some other free resources on my website, jimcar.com. And right here, I have some outstanding guests lined up here on the podcast for some future episodes, but I've also been hearing from many of you in the last few weeks directly that you're getting a lot of value from solo episodes, the ones where I break down a particular messaging problem and offer some how-tos. For this episode, I'll address a common question I get from business leaders who have a sales team. They generally have a marketing team as well, or perhaps an outside marketing agency. This question, this issue, came up most recently during the 2021 Sales and Marketing Alignment Challenge Series with my co-host, Daryl Amy. And it went kind of like this. Do we need to write out, do we need to specifically script the things that our salespeople and our subject matter experts say and ask and show and demo and otherwise do in their conversations. Now, this question or this issue tends to come out of frustration or maybe a particular bad experience. I've seen it sometimes when a manager has been listening to recorded sales calls and wasn't happy with what she heard, or they've lost deals or relationships. Sometimes something that the leader saw or heard and just wonders, well, why aren't we all on the same page in some sense? Why aren't we together? So essentially, what they're trying to do in that particular case is balance a number of important concerns. So one is consistency. Managers, leaders hate inconsistency because they know deep down it erodes trust, trustworthiness, and credibility if people are hearing different things from you over time. If they're hearing different things from different people from your team, they don't know what to trust, so they won't trust much at all. They're also trying to balance effectiveness. How do we bring in best practices? The things that our highest performers are doing, why can't we clone that to some extent across the teams, across the organization? And then there's also the factor of management hassle, management burden. How do we scale? If, in fact, only a few of our people are generating the most opportunities, closing the most deals, spreading the word, 
well, it's hard for us to grow. It's hard for us to scale. And that just wears on your high performers after a while and makes you overly dependent on just a few individuals to help the organization grow. Well, in trying to solve for trust, best practices, and scale, there are a range of different things that you can do. The two more extreme endpoints of the approach, which we'll talk about those as options for you, then there is, as I'll foreshadow here, a third option, which is more in the middle, but I do not consider it to be some sort of tepid compromise. Rather, I think it's typically the smart option that matches the ways that adult professionals learn and work. So let's take the ends of the scale when it comes to your approach of how do you gain more consistency, more effectiveness, and less hassle in your growth and sales conversations. One end of the spectrum, if you will, is laissez-faire, kind of law of the jungle. There's some logic to that. You could say, as a leader, we'll simply let the market determine. Hey, Jim, I've got a few outstanding salespeople. I've got a few people with great relationships, and they're bringing a lot of opportunities in. Or maybe our product expert, our subject matter expert, or the founder, him or herself, is the ones who... Those are the people who are out there really getting it done, and let's let the best message win. I'm not going to try to tell my best people what to do. Now, there is some logic to say, let the market determine what our best approach should be, but there's a significant cost. The main cost is inconsistency that undermines your market position. It undermines your trustworthiness, as I just said, and you're at risk if those few high performers who get it and can share the messaging well, retire or leave or just decide they've had enough. It also comes at a cost of burden on leadership. Again, you want something that you can develop out into scale, that you can coach to, maybe even certify across your teams. So oftentimes the laissez-faire approach becomes very top-heavy And it winds up being not effective over a period of time. The other end of the spectrum is more of a tight rein. It is a script and enforcement mechanism. Maybe you could call it my way or the highway. There's some logic to that approach as well. It gets you the consistency that you want. You can take the questions that you want to ask, the stories to share, the examples that you want to bring in how to deal with objections, how to talk about competitors, how to do a demo, what to wear, how to look, what lighting to use on your virtual calls. You can bring everything in there and make it very scripted and very prescriptive. And it does get you some consistency, except I tell you in practice, it might not get you full compliance. Your best people will tend to ignore a heavy-handed approach. There is a cost to an overly scripted approach as well. First, it doesn't tend to build the manager relationship, the coaching relationship that your managers have with frontline sales reps and other employees. It simply has them out policing activity and adherence to the script. That's an adversarial type of relationship. It doesn't become a coaching relationship at all. The other cost is that It doesn't really set up your messengers to be trusted advisors. 
if they're just following a script, that becomes very apparent to your customers and prospects on the other side. They don't really know what they're doing. They're just going through and checking the boxes. What you really want is to set your employees, your partners, distributors, and other messengers to shine, to look the best and the most credible that they can when they're having those conversations. Which brings us to what I consider to be the best approach in most cases. You might call it a playbook approach. Others call it a guide or guidelines. I even had one client who once called it a recipe book. Various elements that would go into their most important conversations. He said, you know, Jim, I think about if I'm trying to get together a meal for some people who are coming over that I just learned are going to be coming over for dinner at my house. I take a look in the pantry, my refrigerator, maybe the freezer, maybe the spice rack, and then mix and match those elements for different scenarios, the different tastes and different preferences of my guests. This type of approach, whether you call it a recipe book or a guide or a playbook, is designed to offer talking points, bite-sized pieces of our priority conversations, how to get the meetings, insights that you can bring into the conversation, the best questions to ask, assumptions to make, which stories are best to share in different ways, and how do you make those stories themselves conversational and not just self-serving? How do you deal with specific objections and questions? You can think of all the different main components of a really good sales conversation and that you want to bring just enough detail into that so that this isn't rote or robotic, but it is planned and it is strategic and you can build some scale. You build this across your teams and across your best performers. Building a playbook or a guide together is a great way to bridge the gaps that can exist between, for example, your sales and marketing efforts or between direct sellers and partners, the products, operations, all the different teams, all the different responsibilities who have a stake in great conversations and will have their own language and their own ideas. If you can build that playbook together, then you'll get more buy-in internally and greater adoption, which will build the consistency that you're looking for. What you'll also get is scalability. Even as people move in, move out, move up, change roles. You'll have that same page or pages. So when the leader says, why can't we get on the same page? Well, you have a source of conversational truth. I find that in most cases, this middle approach, this playbook approach is not about passivity on one hand or command and control on the other hand. Instead, it's about managing your message. Effective management of your most important conversations isn't about necessarily saying, do it the way that I do it, but it's equipping people with the knowledge, skills, and confidence so that they can go into it and be their best for themselves and for you in those priority conversations. I find with my clients and audiences that this more middle approach of a messaging guide or playbook tends to avoid the problems with a passive approach, and it tends to avoid the problems on the other side of too much command and control. Instead, it puts you in that leadership position. It puts you actually managing the message. So you're picking up the best practices. You're giving some boundaries and guidance 
but you're allowing your people to approach their most important conversations with language that's comfortable for them and they feel they can repeat over again. It also gives you the opportunity for everyone to get better because you have a central source for practicing, role-playing, coaching, and sharing wins. I'll be talking more about the specifics of what could go into a messaging playbook for you and your team at Outbound 2021. You might have heard of this conference. It's been described accurately, I think, as the biggest, baddest sales show on earth. I've been invited to be a speaker with the topic of what works for your sales messaging playbook. If you're interested in that with the Outbound Conference generally, you can go to outboundconference.com and I will also put a link into our show notes. So that's the answer to a common question, should I script, should I not? I would say don't script, but do manage, do guide and bring some intentionality and more consistency and more effectiveness into your most important everyday business conversations. Thanks to you for joining us here on the podcast, whether you are a returning message manager listener, perhaps this is your first time in. We're finding a lot of new listeners are finding us through LinkedIn, through podcast guest appearances, by personal recommendations, through the site Good Pods, lists, whatever is the case, I'm glad you're here. I hope that you will share your five-star rating and review and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Whatever the case, I hope that you continue to find ideas for honing your message, growing your base of messengers, and growing your business. As a reminder, again, you can dig in more deeply by reading or listening to my book, The Science of Customer Connections, Manage Your Message to Grow Your Business. You can find it wherever business books are sold or audio books are streamed. And you can even check out a free sampler on my website, jimcar.com. That's K-A-R-R-H. I would also welcome your connection on LinkedIn. Just let me know that you heard about me here on the podcast or however that came to be. A personal note always makes it easier for me to accept your invitation and to begin a conversation. I'd love to hear your ideas for future guests and topics. You can email me directly at jim at jimcar.com and my direct mobile number is on the website. So let's talk. And if you or your company would like to make your everyday customer conversations a true growth engine for the business, then we should examine some options. I have a number of message leadership and growth programs, which I deliver virtually and in person. And so you and everyone around your business can be comfortable and effective in their customer conversations in all of the ways that they're happening now and will be happening in the future. Until next time, message managers, thanks for joining the conversation. Thanks for joining us on the Manage Your Message podcast with Jim Carr. You'll find show notes and other resources at managermessagepodcast.com and jimcar.com. Please help us serve you and other message managers by subscribing to, rating, and reviewing this podcast. And connect with Jim on LinkedIn and on Twitter at Jim Carr. Until next time, we hope your business message is shared well and often. <laughs>